0: This is The Beige in the Bold, and today we are watching Lower Decks. I'm Van Velding, and I watched this episode when it originally aired.
1: I am Matt Cass, and I may or may not have watched this episode when it originally aired. I can't remember. <laughs> you ready?
0: I'm ready. And three, two, one, engage. You lucky dog. Fletcher's this is the best one. The so and many people, people, like, uh, fought to be on this episode.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize that I'd, I, I, w- I initially picked another episode and somebody else nabbed it. So yeah. this one was still up. So I was like, Oh Lord Dex, this has got to be good. And it, it is, it definitely is. And I, and so- I was, I was <laughs> kind of maybe sort of disappointed because there wouldn't be as much stuff to talk about for a good episode as there was for a crappy one. Cause I, yeah, I just find the crappy ones humorous.
0: You did suspicions, which I think was good, but had some questions to be asked about it. But this is a great episode.
1: Well, I did, I did the other one too, where uh, Riker had the uh, the psychotic break. <laughs> yeah, oh, and yeah. I and I said, yeah. So I feel like that's what my immediate thought was: like, man, if this dude knew about the the Riker like losing his mind, his he probably wouldn't uh, wouldn't seek Riker's approval so hard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's it is really interesting because this episode launched its own series um which again only two or three episodes of star trek the next generation did yeah um so and it you know star trek lower decks animated series based on um low-ranking characters incidents and whatnot so what well, the nurse the nurse lady though she's been she was in
1: suspicions actually She's in mm-hmm. the, quite a few episodes. So I feel like yeah. sh- she's not as lower deck as the rest of them.
0: I mean, she just had the camera on her more. So we understand her and we relate to her. It's a great, great opportunity for Patty Yestuke, I think her name is. Yeah. And it, it helps this episode work because we recognize her and keen eyed observers, not me, I don't recognize her, will also recognize Cito Jackson. So these aren't complete complete nobodies. Yeah. Um, But we understand that they're friends. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So he's... I mean, he really... If he wanted Riker's
0: approval, he should have just grew a beard. (laughs) Riker doesn't seem very uh, beard-based in his evaluation of people. This isn't... You know, if, if it's an episode about any of our senior staff, it is kind of a Riker episode, because Riker has an arc here. He does, yeah. Which we appreciate. but Good old Riker. Yeah. It is about <laughs> uh, a bunch of ensigns, lower-ranked people, and their lives that we don't usually see, because we're usually focused on the, the senior staff. And it's a great shift in perspective.
1: Yeah, yeah the senior staff's doing all kind of shady shit. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. that. <laughs> and we don't know what it is.
1: That's like it, my other observation was like, damn, like the junior crew must have just felt like this for the entire five-year mission.
0: <laughs> and that is a um, that is a recurring element in the lower deck series, which I'm gonna I'm gonna call back to a lot, but because it's it's a good series, it's a lot of fun that calls back to this episode very effectively for its two seasons. Um, Guys, do you know what's going on? No, I have no idea. They make that point many times. <laughs> uh, there is a trial episode, actually, where the crew is put on trial in lower decks, and they're like, Ensigns, tell us the story of what really happened and what your crew is really like." And they're like, "We don't know, man. We just <laughs> see like bits and pieces of this larger story." <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to watch it, dude. It's just. I, yeah. I can't recommend it highly enough. It is probably violates the terms of service of Paramount Plus for me to offer you my username and password. But if you'd like to violate some terms of service together, send me an email.
1: I, I, it's, it's cool. I'll find a way to watch it.
0: This is a pretty nice little opener. Where we yeah. see uh, it's, it's a little trading bit. But it seems like we're fighting the guy, and it's really really intense.
1: Yeah. Dude, Jordy is like just super shady in this entire episode.
0: <laughs> like Yeah, I you know, Jordy when we first met him was Lieutenant Commander. He gets promoted twice over the course of this series. And I don't know that we're ever treated to an episode where he becomes a good leader. He tries to date murder suspects. <laughs> he makes fun of Barkley. He's not that great and he deserved better, honestly. Yeah. Number one. We'll get to him. I, I. is fine, okay? <laughs> I, I. Yeah. yeah. it brings you back to the academy when you had to do Sir sandwiches to people. It's awful. You have to say Sir and then whatever the f you're gonna say, and then you say Sir again. It's like, uh, come on.
1: Not much not much there's not much data in this episode.
0: No, that's fine. Or is Chris it, Spider's a good actor. He gets good episodes.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, it like, he, he I'm sure he could have been useful in some regard.
0: Yeah. We'll have episodes later. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe not. perfectly functional. So, I love I love the little Bajoran idiom use. We don't see it later in DS9, but it's a good one. The spider under the table bit. Yes. Yes. Yeah, guys, she's
1: she's, she's she's just a really likable character, though. I think that's yeah.
0: Yeah, it both are. It's it's hard to introduce us to a new character and say like them, and then you like them. But I think I think they succeeded with both of these guys.
1: I don't, dude. I have mixed feelings about uh, Mr. Vulcan guy here, though. Tarek, <laughs> Tarek. Okay, that's Tarek. Um, yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I. So are Vulcans in in Starfleet a rarity, or do they just not it really? Seems that way. Yeah. Okay. All right.
0: We haven't had a, a I real mean, Vulcan. Yeah.
1: I mean, this guy is not. Um, to me, it seems like you know, like like Spock had an excuse; he was half human. Mm-hmm. Now I don't want to do the Vulcan thing. I'm going to go do the human thing on the human starship. Right. Right. And he was bad
0: at the human thing, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did not fully embrace it. But it's the uh, the xenophobia of Vulcans that kind of drove him to be, in Starfleet. Wow. Oh, okay. All of this guy's, a lot of this guy's actions and mannerisms are, really strong. Yeah, they're on point for sure. Um. Uh, I was going to, I was going to say actually, it's it. Kind, for me, I don't buy it. It all seems too too flat. Too forced, maybe. Yeah, too awkward. Like, Leonard Nimoy did a great job of being inc- of being a robot and then weaving the humanity yeah. into it.
1: He just kind of did, like, the, the the Spock
0: eyebrow raise. He was just good with the layers of it. And Torek doesn't have that. Yeah. So, and Jordy's like, eh, we'll talk about it later, bye.
1: And he's probably like, you know what, I'm not Spock and I'm not as cool as Tuvok. So, I just, I'm just screwed.
0: Yeah, and Jordy gets back and is like, oh, I'll get back with you on that. Jordy should have an office with office hours where he gets to sit down and do admin and be like, hey, Tor, get me then. Yeah. So. But he doesn't. Jordy and Worf should both have offices, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. That's just... but you see the very different relationships between these junior officers and their senior officers.
1: Yeah, uh, apparently uh, Doctor Crusher and they—they they have a very casual personal yeah. relationship. It's borderline, ma- like v- like a violation of like Starfleet policy, probably. But <laughs>
0: yeah. they're good friends.
1: I, but then, uh, but then I was like, man, this this lady that just that didn't even notice the sponge guy get out of his cryo chamber and run to the shuttle <laughs> is getting a promotion. <laughs>
0: Look, okay, alright, so many episodes ago, there was a sponge guy on a slab, and Nurse O'Gawa was in the room, and somehow, Dr. Crusher left the morgue, went to a shuttlecraft, and the sponge guy was already in the shuttlecraft. So the guy must have popped off the slab in front of Nurse O'Gawa and run across the ship to hide in his shuttlecraft bench. Well,
1: he had to get dressed first. Fair enough. He got dressed first, too.
0: That was a year or two ago, okay? <laughs> Maybe... Maybe that's why she's still an ensign. Okay, she's done her. She's paid her dues. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. That's fair. Tom Paris got promoted during Star Trek Voyager. Okay, yeah. that, that
1: That's because c- there was no one else.
0: Harry Kim. Harry Kim. Okay, I'm sorry for 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 derailing the Star Trek Next Generation thing. <laughs> Harry Kim could have been promoted like a million times. Like. I guess. Tom Paris was the prodigal son, and 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 Harry Kim deserved to be promoted a lot because he was just always there. Slaughter that guy, a fatted cat. Yeah, I don't. So Slaughter that guy a
1: fatted I'm kind of. I guess we'll get to the the other, because it's not really something I I had pinned down. But I thought yeah. I thought the story arc here was kind of weird.
0: What with the the possible cheating boyfriend. Yeah, who was that guy? It was. I, it demonstrates that Dr. Crusher has a very personal relationship with her staff. Geordi's a little standoffish. Riker is very standoffish. Uh, and Worf what, seems Jord- to be genuinely engaged with his people. I think Geordi's just mad
1: because he has somebody on his team that knows more than he does.
0: <laughs> knows a thing he doesn't know. Yeah. Um, and Geordi right, definitely seems to I, beg that off. So. Yeah. They all have very different command styles, um, and Worf. Worf is deserves way more than being a lieutenant. By the way,
1: yeah, I don't. I don't disagree.
0: What? What should he yeah. be? He. He be, in the very first movie, the very first scene is making Worf a lieutenant commander. Second scene. Oh. Second scene. Of uh, um, Gen- generations. Yeah, Star Trek Generations. Okay, all right. So, and he deserves it. He is. Yeah good at this stuff so i like how we kind of lay it out here this guy's a civilian so he is a day walker essentially <laughs> so.
1: just doesn't like me
0: i don't know what this is are those hors d'oeuvres or is that weird circle chess sphere I th- chess i think
1: it's weird circle chess like i thought okay. of uh othello have you ever heard of that game?
0: Oh, yeah. Fellow, yeah, yeah. That's
1: what I thought of at first. But... Okay.
0: I like the imperfect information that we have about other people here. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's it's can- a very human interaction.
1: That's the Canadian part. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, dude, even I feel for it. I was like, I didn't know Riker was Canadian.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, good times,
1: and then but then I was like, "Oh, it's Alaskan." I mean, that's pretty much Canada, right?
0: It's pretty close. <laughs> I'm sure Alaskans and Canadians would disagree, but most <laughs> most of the planet would agree. <sighs> so uh, we'll also disagree that they're both snowy because uh, global warming. But yeah, a grandfather, great work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like that face he makes. No, I grew up in
0: Alaska, you son of a. Will Riker looks entirely too much like Ted Cruz to claim that he's from Canada, that's for sure. <laughs> so, with all due respect to Will Riker, no, no offense. Uh, <laughs> it's so great, his ale arrives at half a second afterwards. So great. Funny, he doesn't look Alaskan. Yeah, there's a great Lower Decks episode that kind of mirrors that interaction. Um, except they all pretend to be from Hawaii. Uh, yeah, this is more of our mystery. Our mystery is just from people who don't know what's going on, and that's uh, because there's some kind of escape pod by the Cardassian border. They they technically
1: don't know what's going on yet, though. They don't know until they get the Cardassian on board, right? Which we don't.
0: <laughs> oh, we don't know. I'm sorry, we don't know yet. Know. The, the the something we don't know. you can, who shall not be you named. Can, you could cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: the I look, man, I'm, eject I'm the warp core. Comp- sure,
0: Should no. do it. no, don't do it, toric, eject the warp core. <laughs> so I think toric uh, comes up with a oh, yeah, and here's a little cool part, where George's like, ah, don't, don't don't, don't, don't scan that. don't scan it. don't do it. Nobody told you
1: to do that. I'm like, well, nobody would have told me before and I would have done it and then you would have approved what's what's going on yeah. here.
0: Starfleet officers are kind of supposed to show some initiative about these kinds of things. So, yeah, um, yeah it is a- aberrant that they're not it's allowed like
1: what The ship's about to explode and uh, I'm going to eject the warp core and then Jordy's like, no, I didn't tell you to do that. <laughs> Don't do it. Yeah. Then the ship blows up.
0: So again, all these nice little interactions about how the ship usually functions. There's a security officer out here, and Ogawa comes out. Such a well-written episode, and everybody straightens up around the captain. Great. A little bit of foreshadowing here. Yep. Such a tightly written episode. And um, I like that Lavelle wants to do a little extra duty here, but then Riker's like,
1: ah, you see." now who's the two people that just sat down in the communications? Start? Now that's lower deck. You don't even know who they are. You can't. <laughs> you can't even. You can't even get any lower than that.
0: Yeah, it is convenient that these four junior officers can put together what's happening to create a dramatic story. But it's the premise. near with me. Great story. Great, great bit. That
1: lady. Nobody knows who that lady
0: is. Mm-mm. And again. DS9 has some great tracking shots, which I didn't appreciate until I watched it as part of, you know, Nine Deeps of Space, where characters move around the station, they move around Ops, not Ops, um, not, not the Zokolo, God, wrong series, the whatever, the big wagon wheel in space, yeah, and it ties their stories together as the camera tracks from story to story. And this episode borrows a lot from that as these characters kind of move past each other.
1: Yeah, this so is she goes into the Picard's office like feeling all good because like man, going to Picard's office.
0: Yeah, as a Starfleet <laughs> officer, you're supposed to be cocky, right? And he's like, no, no, you better check your cockiness.
1: Yeah, well, I, I,
0: yeah. So, did you remember this? This is referencing an earlier episode. Did you remember that?
1: i didn't i had to look it up
0: yeah so but did you feel like a prize as you watched the episode or did you pause the episode and then look it up
1: uh no i looked it up after i watched it Hmm. It it but they ended up discussing what happened in this sort of
0: kind of but yeah i mean as, as a serialized television show they have to recap it for the audience yeah. Um, so I'm always interested in whether or not did they recap that episode well enough.
1: Um. Yeah. No. I got the gist. Yeah. Without even remembering the, the previous episode, so no, they did okay.
0: Yeah. It's um, wow. That is that is rough. I mean, having to take your flight test with the instructors like having to take your cousin to the prom. That's uh, that yeah. is some social ostracization. <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah no Picard's being real hard here
1: yeah it's like super I'm like damn like you just brought this this incident into your office and she's feeling all good about herself because she thinks she's going to hear good things and then you just like you just like just brought her whole world down
0: yeah can't she take the pressure that's Picard's question. Um, yeah,
1: of course you're puzzled. Like, why would <laughs> why would Jordy get a Vulcan to do this, of all people? I'm like,
0: come on, Jordy. He got a junior officer to do it. it, dude, it took but, yeah, him, yeah, you're right.
1: It took him, like, five minutes to poke like so many <laughs> holes in, into what's going on. He figures it out, and of course he does. He's a Vulcan.
0: Yeah, Jordy is not good at this. Oh, my God. You could have... Yeah.
1: You could have picked anybody else, Jordy. It's
0: gotta, there has to be a more checked-out junior officer. There's got to be a 50-year-old guy who's just <laughs> doing his time till he gets retirement age or something.
1: It's fun. just like, you know, we're going to do something fun. We're just, we're going to shoot this shuttle with a phaser. Oh, cool. I always wanted to do that.
0: Right. I, don't, I don't even care why we're doing it. It's just fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he could have gotten Beavis and or Butthead to take care of this, but no. Ah. He's, um... But it intrigues you, and Tork's kind of deducing some stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I like that the... I like that the phaser rifle is apparently analogous to some kind of shipboard weapon. It's like, wow, you guys just use those things? And
1: And it, see... He wanted a four-second shot right there on that on that blast, and that definitely wasn't four seconds.
0: It was not at all.
1: So I don't know what Tarek was doing, but he he could have jeopardized the whole mission right there. And in yeah, fact, he's going to
0: get sent to Captain's Mass.
1: You know what? I think it's his fault. The, oh yeah, no. The it ending is. is the ending is his fault because it wasn't a four-second blast on that spot on the shuttlecraft.
0: This is all Tarek's fault. We're in Good. complete agreement on this. Yep. I mean, Vulcan seconds are just super short. Yeah, I so guess so. You got you got to specify. This is like when that when that space probe failed because we didn't convert from metric to standard. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's it's a big planet. It's got a lot of gravity. Seconds are different there, man. Yeah, well, I guess so. And now we're hearing now we're sharing Scuttlebutt. fuck? <laughs> Uh, man. <laughs> it's a great callback. It's a great callback to Star Trek. Yeah. So. Um, And of course, Nurse Ogawa completely lies because that's her freaking job. Right. So, this, this this, 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 yeah.
1: Is this where they find out they're both in line for the. Yeah, it is. This is where the. Yeah. They find out they're going for the same job, or yeah. did they find that out already? Did I miss? I that? think they
0: found that out already. Oh, okay. And I missed this. i meant got the stakes never having been lower in me loving it, but I missed that. So yeah, I love that they're all playing. That they're both playing poker, upper <sighs> decks and lower decks. I. I feel like
1: I. I feel like I would never actually engage with Deanna Troy in a poker game I don't know why but I feel like she has a distinct advantage I mean like I know she can't read your mind really right but she can sense your emotions and she can wow this this dude's uh, he's still really flustered he's
0: bluffing Jody can see through cards he can also detect changes in body temperature
1: jo- Wait, Jordy can see through cards.
0: Yeah, they've mentioned it before. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, yeah, that Riker manages to clean up every single time versus an android, an empath, and a Jordy is pretty f- impressive. <laughs> yeah, I and, mean that that, that large... Worf and the Doctor can hang are respectable.
1: Warf gambling, though, just seems kind of out of character for him, though. Just seems like I he's just... He... A... What's that?
0: No, he's. It's a social activity.
1: Yeah. Well, that seems out of character in general for a Klingon.
0: <laughs> well, that's something about the TNG crew is that these people actually like each other. They're good yeah. friends. And they are, dare I say, found family. So. Yeah. They like doing things together because they like each other, and that's the most important thing. It's a little, little hostile because a lot of our post COVID attempts to get together have been unsuccessful as nerds. Um, hashtag real life. Boy, this.
1: But, I feel bad for yeah. him. Like, he just probably feels like a big pile of dump at the end of the.
0: Ah. Uh... Yeah, it doesn't go great for Lavelle. Lavelle just wants to, like, establish that he knows what he's doing and he's not a sucker. He wants to work hard without looking like a try-hard. But then does it and, feel like he earned a position at the end? It's... Yeah, it's rough. Yeah. And life is like that. It has, like, the chaotic, ragged edges you would expect of Deep Space Nine.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and people... Like accused Star Trek The Next Generation of being really like family friendly and rounded edges and everything works out okay. And I think this episode really cuts against that. One of many episodes of TNG that cuts against that. Things are messy here. Oh uh,
1: here's uh Deanna given giving Riker a dose of reality.
0: Yeah, just a different perspective, which is what we all need different people for. Yeah. Like that's our freaking job, right? <laughs> Yeah. Um, to kind of get people to examine how they look at things. Flush!
1: I cannot believe this.
0: And that's such an interesting. Riker's got the full hand because of experience, but Lavelle doesn't, because he's just playing at something bigger than himself. And maybe maybe he is just faking it, you know. Maybe he is just playing it being better than he is. I am I am
1: terrible at poker. I'll, I'll say that. So am I. I always
0: want to go all in because that's what happens in the movies.
1: Eventually, I do, and it's and it's either because I'm bored or I'm tired and I want to go home. And poker games yeah. can, when you got a ton of people, they could just drag on, and that's it. I'm all in. If I win, yeah, cool. Yeah. If not, see you.
0: You gotta be into the game, man. You gotta be into the game to play. Same as Magic: The Gathering. Yeah, uh, yeah. So and I like, yeah, yeah. I
1: guess that's one. That's like why the red deck like caters to my all-in tendencies. So
0: yeah, just get it done, man. Yeah. So you know, I just like drawing cards and playing spells. That's why I play chaos decks. So. I like this this turnaround though. Jordy kind of redeems himself here. Yeah. And he's like, You're off, but uh you like all these techniques and shit? I'm gonna try to see if we can implement some of them.
1: Why don't you good. let's come watch Reading Ring with me? Yeah. And he was excited.
0: It was good. to a good time.
1: Yeah, about so, as about as excited as a Vulcan could be, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. Again, there's an episode of Lower Decks. I cannot recommend the series enough. Like, it's not it's not Star Trek The Next Generation. It's just a fun cartoon to watch. Uh, but it has an episode, which is like its own Lower Decks, where there, all these instants on the Starfleet ship are kvetching, and then it cuts to a Cleon ship and their Lower Decks, and a Vulcan ship and their Lower Decks, and it kind of shows how their lives work. And it's amazing. It's great.
1: Like, what um, does he think he's doing right here? Like, interrupting
0: the, the poker game of the... I mean, sometimes, not to foreshadow the end of the series too heavily, but sometimes Damn. just walk in on a poker game and see if you can join. Yeah. You know? Like, there's rules for that.
1: Nope, don't leave. I have to teach you a
0: lesson. Hell yeah! Best best scene of the episode. Of the best episode, possibly, of the season. I don't... Dude, I don't...
1: I don't... I wouldn't... I wouldn't want Worf uh, teaching me anything.
0: <laughs> He's good, with, man.
1: Whatever it is, I'm going to learn it the hard way. And it's probably I'm going to wear- It's going to involve physical pain.
0: <laughs> they got mats. You got a terry cloth robe. What do you not like about this? <laughs> Look, there are so many like martial arts instructors who just have a tiny penis and a hatred of the world, <laughs> and it's like I don't trust you for shit. Um, Worf is not that guy. Worf goddamn gives a shit. now. I have to decide oh. if I'd like to um, delete the word bleep over the word penis or not. <laughs> well,
1: now you have In to think, of, you'd have to think about it twice yeah. now. Yeah, you, should, pro- <laughs> you should, probably stop, should probably stop saying
0: it. Um, yeah, I like that even though she's blindfolded. Her strikes are in the direction of Worf. Like, she, she's on point, man.
1: Yeah. It'll be useful later on in her career.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is that she's obviously a pretty good martial artist. <laughs> in that Worf, while moving silently, is still a target she can generally find. Look at this. He's completely snuck behind her. She's in the wrong direction, and bam, backstrike. Yep. Yep. He sees her yep. coming, but...
1: Well, even if she wasn't blindfolded, she still wouldn't be able to hit him.
0: I mean, probably not. So... Very good edge. Worf being a badass is something we rarely see in this series, so I love it. And... How... How unexpected is it that Worf is giving... Her lessons in standing up to Captain Picard. It's like, bro, check yourself.
1: I think, I think, I think it probably in some off uh, camera um, situation, they, him and Picard had a talk.
0: Maybe, maybe so. I prefer to think that Worf uh, kind of knows what Picard wanted an officer.
1: Well, I mean, how did he know she was judged unfairly? He so he uh, he knew what Picard did. They must have talked about it.
0: Yeah. God, I just want to play yeah. the Foo Fighters. There goes my hero for this scene. Yeah, uh, yeah. God, Worf is so fucking great. <laughs> no, you're like okay, all right, He gets beat up a lot. Okay, f- that he's a good manager of his people. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And Picard's trying to twist this around to be like, oh, do you want a more lenient commander? There's so much fascinating political interplay here.
1: Permission to speak freely. That's a loaded question.
0: Hell yeah. But Picard's good with that. That that's that's his home from home. Yeah. Picard's great with officers who speak their minds.
1: I would run a ship where everybody just had permission to speak freely all the time. Oh
0: <laughs> uh, God, I wouldn't. I was watching a clip. Of, I was watching a, a clip from the Justice League Injustice movie, whatever the fuck, And there's a bunch of ravers dressing up as the Joker, uh-huh. and Superman laserized them. And I'm like, same evil Superman from the Injustice universe. Same.
1: <laughs> uh, wait, they released an Injustice movie? Yeah. Oh God, I gotta watch
0: that too. This is directed DVD stuff, so I mean, obviously better than the the DC live action movies because they're shit. Yeah,
1: yeah, all of the animated stuff from DC is pretty good. It's pretty good, but in-
0: yeah, right. That's my position. Yeah. So I saw a little bit of Shazam and Wonder Woman. They seem like fine movies, but
1: Captain Picard probably knows why everyone who's on that ship is on that ship. That's what the I found right That's is. what I found fascinating about this is it's how kind of um engaged Picard actually <laughs> is with everybody on the ship even though you yeah. don't you don't see it. He knows. He's the captain. He
0: has to. Yeah. He pulled a lot of these uh officers, he pulled for a senior officers or first time senior officers that he pulled specifically for his own uses. Um, To mold them into To kind of shape them Yeah I think that shows throughout the series Um, He has a very Interesting connection with the r in Season 1 And I think that continues He's here to mold young officers To send them out into the fleet Better than he found them Little do they know He will end up Little do they know He will end up And that will be edited out (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god Because Picard is it's such a series. It's just a series for people. God, so fucking bad. I ruined God, everything. Jesus Christ! God damn it! You didn't ruin anything. You're a cinnamon roll. You have done nothing wrong ever, Matt Cass. Dude, I like this. I like
1: when she sees yeah. the Cardassian and she's like, "What the? What the? What is this? What's what's going on here?"
0: Yeah, one of the advantages of having uh, an ongoing universe a meta plot franchise whatever you want to call it yeah is that you can automatically build in this shorthand for two races that should hate each other by all means enhance the security of Bajor as well as other planets in this sector damn how you gonna throw them stakes at this Jean-Luc And now we finally get the plot. We finally understand it. it all comes together yeah. now. And it all rests on the shoulders of one incident. It's such a bull****.
1: I feel Necessary. like... Yeah. I feel like they honestly... They could have gotten anybody on their ship to be a Bajoran terrorist. Because, like... Their only physical feature different from that of a human is their notes. <laughs> They could to just put some makeup on somebody and put them in the shuttle.
0: Yeah. Deep Space Nine has already established that you can, that you can clone a person in, like, a couple of days, and they'll be good to go. <laughs> well,
1: had they figured that out by this time in Next Generation yeah. now? Okay. Yeah. That, oh. that was
0: Season 1 of DS9, which was Season 6 of TNG. So, yeah, it was, like, Episode 3 of DS9. They were cloning motherfuckers. So, by yeah. the time you get to Season 4... You can actually turn out these... You, you can download personalities into electronic components, and you're like, oh, you can just make people en masse, like at McDonald's. I
1: like... I mean, I like I like how this... You know, it, so much character development here, but I also feel like with all the technology in the universe, they could have found some other way.
0: But Star Trek is about the human requirement.
1: And it's like, man, like, we, we can't just, like... Hop to the next star system and pick up like a nine hundred year old Bajoran that's already about to die.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's that's not what this is about. This is about young people who are in an organization I know. who are called upon to do dangerous things. I mean, you're right in a very you know. It's a good makeup job. Yeah, it's a good makeup job.
1: That's a that's a severe sub subdermal hematoma right there.
0: Yeah. This is about the
1: You know what? It, um it's probably not makeup at all. Like uh Dr. Crusher probably roundhouse her in the face. She could have. Because she has that kind of ability.
0: I mean she can do a mean roundhouse kick.
1: She can. We witnessed it.
0: Yeah. So I mean it could have been another one. It's like, look, man, <laughs> I can give you an aesthetic and a roundhouse kick, or we can do like a little wavy thing.
1: Do we need Nicole. to go for the we need to go
0: for the realism
1: here and so I'm actually going to kick you in the face.
0: Hammer pants, long sweater, and roundhouse kick. Yep. <laughs> That's how we do things on the Enterprise. <laughs> uh, Worf, Worf's reaction shot is uh, heavy. Because we started out with like vying for a promotion, and then we played a little bit of poker. Yeah. And, um, and now we're doing a serious mission inside of... Cardassian's face and we're dealing with some serious entrenched racial animus here yeah teens is great because it says a lot of things sometimes explicitly like in this episode and this like why would he do this why would he do this um Why would he go through? Yeah.
1: How does a Cardassian come
0: to this mindset? Right. And, you know, I'm going to make... I'm I'm not doing a Deep Space Nine series now, but I will be doing one, and I'm going to make a lot of hay about how we learn so much more about Cardassian culture than Bajoran culture. Um, Because Cardassians are basically fascists and then you can walk that back as much as you want to tell an interesting story and make interesting non-fascist characters yeah but um this is a clear example of that where he says hey look i the point of cardassia is to help cardassians and if you know the chest beating and the the border conflicts and the the feeding of young people into the machine doesn't actually serve Cardassia, then what's the f- point of it? Yeah. Heaven forbid you find a patriot who cares about his country. I made myself a little sad there. Um. So anyway, these guys are trying to put together the parts. Yeah. And Lavelle doesn't have all the parts, but other people do. He has parts and uh.
1: The, I can't remember the nurse lady's name ever, but... Ogawa. Ogawa. Ogawa has parts too, so... They both have parts. Yeah.
0: I want to make a joke like, Ritos, because the, the ship in Lower Decks is called the Cerritos, and they occasionally have a chant, the Ritos, Ritos. <laughs> um, but no, uh, like the... Star Trek Discovery has a bit where they're wearing shirts that just say Disco as like an abbreviation of the ship. Um, and so... And what, so huh? what Arito was...
1: Arita... God, why can't I remember her name? Anyway...
0: <laughs> Ogawa.
1: Yeah, Ogawa, right there, she was uh, She was actually thinking about the Ferengi scientist that died on her watch. Under, doc- <laughs> under Dr. Crusher.
0: It was a clear suicide. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so the Cerritos has a ship that... Has, have shirts that just say Ritos. And honestly... I was a little tempted to buy one, so it's a little gray shirt that says "retos" on the front. Be tempted. Whew. So um, now we're looking for stuff in space. Uh,
1: yeah. The now he um, now he got the answer he was looking for, and yeah. then, and then he's going to get the the other answer that he's, he doesn't want
0: the hard facts 32 hours they've waited a day and a half for her
1: yeah that seems a little uh i don't i don't know
0: maybe I mean they want their person back they give it.
1: maybe that's a reasonable a reasonable amount of time to wait before you launch a probe into kardashian space
0: yeah, that's what... Worf gives a suggestion that is a treaty violation. And Picard says, yes, Worf. We are we are out yeah. of the book. The book, is in the, furnace, sir. the book is in the furnace, sir. Worf made a suggestion and Picard said yes. Like, I don't even know where we're going with this. We are off <laughs> the rails entirely. Yeah. Yeah, this, so this is this is where it starts
1: to sink in that uh that that cedo's not coming back
0: yeah that a good and then a a good person sacrificed their life for the greater good
1: and then and then of course i thought i kept thinking about what she must have gone through in that support pod escape pod and just god but then, yeah. when the when the captain lays it on right here, that's when I that's when it sank in totally. That man,
0: sh- what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, great moments, and you know, you being a starfleet officer is dangerous. Like, yeah.
1: It's, well, I mean, and then I was like, you know, at least he died doing something useful, unlike
0: Yar. <laughs> that's fair um, <laughs> that's fair no, no no Yar was killed because a giant tar baby was like eh f- you yeah so
1: shit Yar ar- Yar arguably did not die for the greater good except that it was probably better that she wasn't in any more episodes
0: <laughs> it's you know it's complicated she yeah was, she yeah, died yeah, yeah. because space is dangerous and full of threats. Yeah, I want to know
1: what they're drinking. John. Is that like cran- cranberry juice? Is who it al- is it alcohol?
0: Who knows?
1: Wow, that pip. Yep. So this is this is. I mean, Lavelle it de- got the promotion. That's debatable, though, right? But almost for certain that if she would have come back, she would have got the promotion.
0: Maybe, but we know that he got that promotion because she didn't, because she died. And Ogawa very reasonably says, hey, look, it doesn't matter. You, she did die, but you do have that promotion.
1: You're still good at what you do.
0: Yeah. And this guy, (laughs) I think you said something in the pre-roll about him and his relationship to Guinan.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He's the he's like the uh, the great value version of Guinan.
0: Yeah, and he's damn good at it. But um, it's good. That's exactly what Guinan
1: would have done. Yeah, because he's because you know Worf, you, you need to be
0: you need to be a people person right now, Worf. They need you. Look, Whoopi Goldberg was either earning another Academy Award or in the Dinosaur movie at this point. Just, this this is what we've got, and it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And for Worf to interact with these people um, because of a shared relationship that they have. It means a lot. It hits hard. Yeah, that, that
1: scene right there, was that was great. There was just... It was just great because they they have like this the utmost respect for Worf, and and he's you know he, he's 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 just like them. They just he's just a higher rank.
0: Yeah. The um, like there's been a hard division between the senior staff and lower decks, and at the end Worf crosses that line to connect them. Yeah. To make that
1: human connection. Well, I didn't want, like, I, I was like, it's it's time to be human now, orf But Worf's not human, obviously. <laughs> but it,
0: He's a person.
1: Person is, yeah. So, you know, it's good stuff. But I also, I was also, I read up some stuff about uh, how they tried. They tried to find an excuse to get Cedo back on the series because she was so good. Yeah. The actress that and and they wanted to get her <laughs> back. They they were looking for loopholes. Can we get her back in DS nine? No. Can what can we do? And and the and the the writers I I don't know if there was a writer or a producer was just like, you know, we're we're not doing that. It's gonna undermine the entire the episode if we do that. And I and I'm inclined to agree.
0: Yeah, It's it it carries a lot of weight. And for these things to have significance there need to be consequences.
1: Yeah. And I did. I like that's just how it is. So I yeah, I was totally caught by surprise by the the serious tone that yeah. much of this episode
0: had. It ramps up pretty quickly. Just a hell of an episode with the exception of the finale. Maybe the best of the season. So damn good. Babylon Five has a an episode called The View from Down Below and it is also a goddamn firecracker because it shows the perspective of regular people who are affected by the decision of all of our, you know, top tier main characters. Right. I think you need that perspective I think that perspective is very valuable from time to time. When the when
1: the Enterprise takes a torpedo blast into the into the hull. Like we don't hear about the, the dudes that got sucked out in the space.
0: Yeah, Star Trek 2 did that, which is why it's one of the best f***ing movies. Oh, yeah. But, final thoughts, Lower Decks. Amazing,
1: gut-wrenching episode. And totally unexpected, because I was just... I thought it was just going to be all comical, and it was not. So, I... Yeah, it's just damn good. I have nothing bad to say about it at all. Except... (laughs) Except that they probably could have found another way out of the situation they were in. I don't think they had to sacrifice uh, somebody's life... I mean, they didn't plan on doing or sacrificing anyone's life, but I think they they could have figured something out without putting anyone at risk. But it wouldn't have worked if they did. So, obviously. Yeah,
0: good stuff. In the throes of Season 7, there is just an amazingly good Star Trek episode here. Pretty good episodes around, but just an episode that blends the slice of life with the big consequences, big picture, Star Trek universe bullshit you get lower decks, and it's real good, and it lives up to the hype.
1: Yeah, and I think it's it's reasonable to, to wait until this late into the series to introduce something like this, because it's a question that probably throughout the entire story arc of the entire series that's weighed in the back of people's minds. What about the rest of the people on this ship? How many people are on this ship? <laughs> are there families? Are there kids? What, what do these people
0: do? What is the view from down below of the Enterprise? Like, what does that look like?
1: What is it like working on this ship? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I prefer Star Trek to be an allegory of broad archetypes dealing with big moral questions. But there is a very physical, canonical, you know, what is the contiguous universe of Star Trek outside of what we see look like? question that's invited by the premise we've created yeah and you know what does the world look like from their perspective And this episode answers that question and it's a hell of a goddamn view yeah and actually when you when you think about it if
1: anyone does die it's almost certainly not one of the main cast (laughs) it's always a lower deck person so yeah these these people they they go through a lot of that's that's unseen they do but we got but we got to see it here. So they have my respect. They also
0: have my respect. Next week I'm gonna be watching Thine Own Self with Doctor Izix. And until then, remember Rand and all the other lower decks. I'll make this short because Everyone hates credits. Star Trek is property of CBS Television Studios. We are watching Star Trek The Next Generation on Netflix. We are talking on Discord. And we are recording and editing in Audacity, the free audio editor and recorder. The Beige and the Bold is hosted on Anchor and can be found on most podcasting platforms. Thank you to Patreons Tracker by Moonlight and Miss Jess for their contribution. I'm not always as focused on The Beige and the Bold as I should be, But they remind me that as long as this is important to even a few people, it's worth doing. Thank you all, and remember Red.